Hello, dear listeners. Hello, dear Earthlings. This is Cosmic Awakening Podcast, and I'm your host, Olya Mare. Today we're continuing with a Pleiadian Prophecy 2020. But I decided my last episode was um, uh, one hour long, and I think it's better shorter episodes. So I'm going to read to you only one chapter. Although I have such a desire to give you as much as information as possible, as fast as possible. But I think it's just more comfortable because every chapter brings a lot of, um, you know, really uh, deep information. And it's probably going to be easier to discuss at the end. Well, let's start. Today's chapter is Polar Forces of Creation. The messages I received in this chapter are about good and evil. I ask Delta Vash why anyone would choose to live in a reality that is filled with so much pain. I keep hearing from spiritual teachers that we are constantly creating our own reality, no matter how unpleasant it may be. I find this hard to believe, considering I've had some dark moments that I am sure I never would have chosen for myself. Her response was a rather lengthy yet interesting one. Delta Vash. Creation always finds balance. From your individual point of view, it may appear as if reality is a ladder with some beings having grand experiences at the top and others having miserable experiences at the bottom. This is the nature of existence at any given moment. However, Along the process of time, creation always brings equality and balance. Understand that no matter the intensity of pain, no matter how unpleasant the situation may be, there is divine purpose within all things. Every soul in creation naturally gravitates to its most essential state, the neutral state. The creator is not biased to good or evil. The Creator, the source of all things, is fundamentally natural, and thus so are we. If we decide to polarize and experience ourselves as good or evil, we will always make our way back to the natural state. This is a guarantee. In order to achieve this, our energy field must be in balance. You may despise someone here in physical reality, yet at the spirit level, there is only love. Therefore, if you cause someone pain in one life, when you return to the spirit level, you will naturally seek to establish balance. Even the most sadistic of souls on your planet will experience remorse when they return to spirit consciousness. Out of love and friendship, you put yourself through pain to allow balance between yourself and those you have harmed and vice versa. This is called karma. It is never about punishment. Karma is always about balance and love. It is about having an equal share of experiences. The Creator loves all beings equally. And at the divine level of spirit, so do you. Suffering or sacrifice can be a gift, can be a gift you decide to give. This 
this understand this information may be difficult for some of you to digest. But the truth is we sometimes sacrifice ourselves for the benefit of others. At the spirit level, you agree to diminish your light in order to allow someone else's light to shine brighter. Imagine a room filled with candles. All of the candles are shining equally. Then if all the candles are shining equally, then none of them gets to stand out. Yet, if all but one of them diminish their brightness, then the one left shining will experience itself as a brighter and higher candle than the rest. This exalting experience is highly desirable among souls throughout the multiverse. Out of love, souls throughout creation willing allow each other to outshine one another, even though it appears to be non-consensual from your physical point of view. The majority of you humans have sacrificed yourself many times out of love for others. And many of, of your loved ones have done the same for you. We all take turns in glorifying one another and allowing each other the opportunity to feel bigger and brighter than the rest. Allow us to be frank with you. Why does evil exist, you ask? Because it's fun to be evil. Yes, it's fun to have friends to share life and joys with, but it can also be fun to have enemies to fight and win, and win victorious battles against. What you call fun is the point of existence. The goal of every soul is identical. Every soul throughout creation wants to be happy. However, there are many ways to achieve happiness or pleasure. It is not always achieved in a sharing manner. It can be achieved through acts of selfishness and greed as well, by exalting yourself at someone else's expense. Positive realities, are positive realities are based on mutual pleasure for everyone involved. One for all. Negative realities are based on pleasure only for the winner or superior. All for one. This is true in your reality, yes? You have collectively created a reality in which only 1% of the population is afforded abundance of power and freedom while the majority is left in poverty and all manner of ruins. In truth, all realities are based on equality because creation always finds balance. Every reality in existence is co-created by spirits in mutual agreement to join together and play a game, to interact with each other within the parameters and things of a particular setting. When a group of souls decide to play in a negative reality, a competitive reality, they always take turns in being the winner or the top dog so that everyone can have a fair chance of so that everyone can have a fair chance at enjoyment. You would not enter into a negative reality without a fair chance at experience the pleasurable side of it. This is the true meaning of karma. Simply put, when a soul chooses to harm another, it automatically chooses to be harmed in return for balance. 
This decision, of course, is made at the spirit level. We wish to further discuss the concept of evil. From your perspective, all of you contain the potential for evil inside. No, from our perspective. From our perspective, all of you contain the potential for evil inside you. Have you ever wished to be a celebrity? Or how about an athletic champion? Did you ever fantasize about being wealthy, famous, powerful, or superior to other people in any way? The desire to put yourself above others is, is the root of all evil. The desire to put yourself above others is the root of all evil. This desire stems from the ego. Ego-driven entities, or evil people as you call them, are not interested in fair share and equality. They are only interested in superiority. Evil is a form of consciousness. It is a type of mentality that believes itself to be superior. The root of all evil is the ego, the aspect from which our sense of self-love and self-worth stems from. When you encounter being you refer to as evil, you are encountering that which is highly focused and navigating reality from an ego-based point of view. Their sense of self-worth is so high that they believe themselves to be deserving of the best experiences. One cannot feel superior if others are having an equal to or greater than experience. Therefore, the objective that evil beings tend to commonly have is to lower the quality of experiences held by others. It is for, it is for this reason that they are notorious for bringing pain, misery and destruction. Rather than uplifting the light within others, they wish to diminish it, to shroud everyone in darkness so that they can feel like the shining candle in a dark room. And as much as some of you may refuse to believe it, dear friends, negative realities have granted you some of the most exhilarating experiences. Evil exists because it's fun to be evil. Negative realities would not exist otherwise. Celebrities, champions, the rich and powerful would not exist in your reality if they didn't have inferior people to compare themselves to. And since since most of you have a desire to feel better or superior to other beings at some point in your lives, you have co-created and perpetuated a reality in which the contrast of superior and inferior life ex experiences exist. How can you achieve a superior experience if you do not have someone lower and less fortunate in your reality to compare yourself to? You may not wish to harm someone in your pursuit of celebrity or winning status. But regardless of the degree of superiority you seek, it is that self-serving portion of you from which all evil stems. One thing we wish to point out, dear friends, is that none of you are inherently better than anyone else. 
It may appear as if you are smarter than someone because you can easily beat them at games or calculate equations much quicker, or that you are more lovable because you have a more attractive body, or that you are lucky because you were born into wealth. The truth is, all of us can create the illusion of superiority. Those that are beneath you in this lifetime can easily become your superiors in the next. For example, You may think that you are an inherently smart person, yet try incarnating into a body with poor genes that render the brain sluggish and slow. How smart would you consider yourself then? All things are relative. Strong is relative to the weak. Fast is relative to the slow. Cruel is relative to the kind, etc. You may think that the identity you currently don is your one and true self is your one and only true self. But allow us to remind you, your imagination is infinite. And just as you can create a pleasant dream in one night, you can just as easily create a petrifying nightmare the very next. You can focus your consciousness in ever-changing ways. Consider that for a moment. End of this chapter. And I think it's going to be enough for this episode. Number four. And uh, yes, I made myself little um, points to discuss. And first of all, dear listeners, I want to apologize. In my previous um, episode, uh, I said down of signs as the name of the chapter. And obviously it's dawn of signs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess I'm a little bit nervous when I'm reading still. So, first of all, from this chapter, uh, what I, I also want to point out, dear listeners, that um, everything I tell on my podcast is things that I that came to me, and I find to be true. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's probably hard to, if I tell, like I know. How do you know? They tell me. How do you know? They ask question. How do you know? And I find uh, people who ask these questions, I most uh, often don't know anything themselves, uh, nothing about themselves, which is most important. But I, um, everything I give you here is information that I find important, information that I, my soul, feels that that's, you know, that that's true. Uh, yes, just want to point out that this is a, of course, comes through my own perception, my you know, perception of my personality and my soul. And um, from this chapter, first of all, what got me, you might despise someone, but on spirit level, there is only love. And I have to say that I've been working um it was 2018 when I was look, listening to a wonderful Russian woman, Rima Karamova, who also sort of got enlightened and started to talk to people. But she talks about things that pointing out, you know, feeling of guilt or that someone owes you, you know, because no one owes you anything as you don't owe anything to anybody. And she was pointing out a lot about, um, you know, talking behind people's back or gossiping. Which I, I, I cannot say that I was a person like that, but obviously you do discuss someone, yeah, sucking on the bones. And I, I stopped it in 2018 sort of consciously 
um, me with my, uh, you know, friends that we were calling each other and chatting, uh, and we decided to do so in order to uh, pass on the next level of spiritual development. It's not easy, but then it's also easy. And when I, uh, but no matter what, there are people who gets on my nerves. Uh, these are people who um, tries to get out of you something that you don't know what they want to know, you know. Why are you living like this? Why are you doing so? Why are you not doing so? I mean, man, you know, focus on your own life. I'm not here to answer your questions or anybody's question. Um, I already came to this point of uh, inner freedom within me. And um, mostly I can even despise people I have never met, but I know them to be uh, big manipulators, liars, and so on and so on. And I do despise people like this, I have to say. I was always a protector of the weaker ones. And I do not like when one person manipulates another person for its own benefit and treats another person um, unfairly, uh, laughs at another person and brings another person down. Naturally, in this lifetime, I am constantly throughout my life, uh, I try to bring each person I meet somehow up, uplift, make them believe in themselves. That's why I'm probably talking here with you. And I have to say that uh, uh, when sometimes I do a psychedelic session to myself with MDMA, let's say, oh my goodness, it's just um, such a hard opening experiences. And if you do not, do, don't know anything about psychedelics, if you still consider uh, that these are drugs. Uh, I invite you to watch, for example, on Netflix, there is a great uh, new documentary and series. I think there's three or four episodes. It calls How to Change Your Mind. Very interesting. And then I'm going to make you a list of other documentaries that I have watched. So, um, and MDMA, if you dig into this, it helps people. I mean, people are trying in America a lot to... There is a movement decri decriminalize nature. Um, the MDMA helps depression, everything, you know, or, or, or different disorders. And um, for example, in London, there is one in London and Bristol, by the way, there is psychedelic uh, clinic. Why I'm telling this? Because I have a calling to be a psychedelic therapist also. But as of right now, it's quite impossible. Not only the courses, uh, online courses cost very expensive, but also to become a psychedelic therapist, you have to be um, uh, already some kind of therapist, which I'm not. Uh, I'm therapist by nature. And throughout my life, I've been accumulating knowledge about people, about how we, our reactions and from what it comes from. And I have to say, I'm quite a pro. I can, right now, I can um, analyze psychoanalyze any person like five minutes if we talk you know saving a lot of money on uh, uh, shrinks you know going there for 20 30 years i can you know uh, get you to the root of the program problem in five minutes um but as of right now i cannot be psychedelic therapist which is absolutely silly because a lot of people needs needs healing after all this uh psychedelic um 
psychedelic uh, abuse that uh, the controllers are putting uh, humanity through. Anyway, when I'm on MDMA, MDMA it's, it's such a hard opening experience that I find myself all these people uh, of you, not I don't despise a lot of people, you know, it's um, I'm just very protective about people I love. As anyone here, yeah? I find myself um, finding, seeing us embracing and loving experience and that I can, you know, it's just absolutely like, you know, paradise, absolutely paradise. And I know <laughs> that that's the truth. Yet when I'm in everyday life, I find myself despise this person again. And for now, I'm, I'm still not in balance on this because what I thrive for is to be in balance. Well, I have to be a Buddha, you know, but truly, truly from within that I can, I cannot be disturbed by um, insecurities of somebody or behavior like evil behavior, let's say, of someone, but I can uh, truthfully embrace that person. So uh, a lot to work, I think we have for us for our world to transcend to a better place, everyone has a lot of responsibility to work from inside. And if you have any questions, by the way, about any feeling that bugging you or something, do write me comments. I, I, I can make, um, you know, special episodes when questions and answers and stuff. I can talk. I can try to help. Then, very interesting point, continuing about what we just read, um, sacrifice, that we sacrifice ourselves for the benefit of others. And it's a gift you decided to do on a spirit level. I think this is very eye-opening because I think in our life there is a lot of sacrifices, there is a lot of victims and sort of uh, manipulators of these victims. And uh, personally, what I withdraw for myself is that let the people live like they want to live. On some level, they chose it, you know. Another thing that I, you know, quite succeeding in this, but there is a room, a lot of room for improvement, it's to actually stop people telling what to do. You know, I, I sort of stopped. Uh, uh, because especially when you're awakening and your consciousness goes up, you want to teach everybody. And you find, you know, people are like, Shut up, you know, <laughs> go away with something, which is normal. Everybody on such a different level and we're all in our, you know, in our own psychic process and focusing on various things. So I sort of calm myself down and, for example, this, uh, this is very therapeutical for me, what I do on my uh, podcast. It's like I'm talking to myself to the ether because in my head I constantly talk to someone. I, I found myself, I realized it in 2020 that I constantly talk to someone in my head, sharing the wisdom. <laughs> and here I am three years later, I decided to um, create my podcast so I can talk to the ether and uh, whoever needs it, whoever likes it, will, you know, listen and hopefully... I can help in some way. Then, another po point. Uh, wish to be, have you ever wished to be a celebrity, dear listeners? Because I did. When I was 12, and I was thinking a lot about this. I, I wanted to be a you know, famous movie star. 
when I was 12 um, in Russia, I grew up in Russia in South Ural, a cosmopolitan journal appeared. And uh, on the, I remember it was the beautiful model called Nikki Taylor at the, um, you know, at the top, I forgot, at the cover. At the cover, and I was like, wow, I want to be a world famous model. And then I'm like thinking, and the movie star. I never thought about that before, about any, being an actor, actress or anything. Uh, so since then, I decided to be a world famous movie star. And when I heard, quite, I think, soon after that, that Julia Roberts got paid $20 million for a role, that was the number in my head, like, you either get this or you, you know, you screwed. It's quite crazy, yeah? I analyze it now. I started to analyze it when I was 30, 10 years ago. I, I asked myself, why did I want to be a, a world-famous star? Why not just, uh, you know, do what I love acting? And um, my first, uh, I think, answer was because, well, my parents were divorced, and I was like, maybe I needed sort of love of the world because I didn't have enough uh, lo love from my dad. Not that he didn't love me. <laughs> he did. And he had, unfortunately, not with me anymore. But, um, but, you know, we weren't together since I was eight, and I was seeing him very rarely. And in general, I, I missed... <laughs> I missed a lot of communication with my dad in my life, but I I think it was the choice that we made, and I'm very in peace with that. Uh, it's all right. And um, so uh, I wish to be a celebrity, but when nothing worked for me, actually, as a matter of fact, also, I never doubted that I won't be. I felt like I, I, I already am. And when things didn't work out, mysteriously, mysteriously, one day I will tell you, you know, little by little about experiences because it's really a mystery. And it's a mystery not only to me, but let's say um, I had a coach named Susan Batson who coaches Nicole Kidman for every role for at least 25 years. And she, you know, she loved me. She told me, oh, you have everything to be a movie star. You're so talented. And when nothing works, I cannot get anywhere. She's like, I don't understand. I do now. You know what? Because in this lifetime, I have a different mission. And I'm, I started to do it now. And I needed 40 years to prepare myself for that. You know, to go through life, to experience all that I did and to grow spiritually, to start to understand things so I can now uh, talk to you and so we can transcend our negative reality for the good of us and the whole universe. So everything is cool. I'm not. I'm not sorry anymore that I, I haven't succeeded. I'm very happy, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm so happy that I didn't turn out in celebrity because, it's even strange. Uh, I was in festival of Cannes for five years, and it's really strange. This red carpet. It only looks amazing on the TV. It's it's so fake. Everything is so fake, and you have to be really, um, sort of, person who enjoys this fakeness, which I I never was. Therefore. It's not even uh, corresponds to my uh, vibrations in this lifetime. The, uh, you know, the desire to be celebrity. And as a matter of fact, I'm convinced that in my parallel, my parallel me somewhere is a famous Hollywood superstar. I don't know who is that, but I, I'm, I'm just convinced because that's how it seemed 
always to me that I am. Anyway, continue. Um, so I got uh, very much humbled and actually I got shocked that I even wanted. Right now, from the point of consciousness that I live in, I am shocked that I wanted to be a celebrity like that. And also about 20 million is my point. I understood that, of course, this media culture that we sort of born into when we hear about rich people and you, you know, I lived very, I wouldn't say, okay, poor. I had a, we have we had an apartment. I even had my own room when I was growing up. But, you know, it's very simple, um, the same food, and often there is no money to even take, you know, the bus uh, to go to school and no money to buy, you know, a little bounty. Like that. I, I grew up like this very humbly, but um, I'm very happy about this experience now. Um, it prepared me for life. I can survive. <laughs> you know, wonderful. And um, so, uh, yes, I, I think that this was sort of installed when you hear that uh, when as a child you consider that if you don't earn 20 millions, you're screwed. Nothing, you know. And when you uh, look at the prices, you know, you want, you think like, oh, I want to have my own, you know, home. And you see the prices, and you're like, oh, my God, yes, I have to own, like, thousands, millions. But how? How, how, how? You try, try, nothing works. And then normal jobs, they tell you that, uh, you know, you earn, like, minimum survival uh, kit. Like, I remember in Paris, I was working as a waitress, and it was, like, 1,200 euros or 1,400 euros minimum. What? I mean... The rent, the electricity, the food, I mean, it's its really, you're not, not even survivable. And I was never the person who goes into restaurants and sits because I didn't grow up in this. When I grew up in Russia, we had like maybe two, three restaurants in my hometown and it was only, you know, who had the money. I'm so used to cook at home, uh, eat at home and sit at home. <laughs> and I still continue doing that and I love it very much. So... Th th that's all bring the... But when I read about that, then, you know, it also calms me down. Because I, instead of judging this reality we live in, I over sudden start to understand that I'm like, hmm, okay, which better for me. Because I don't like when emotions, you know, ripped me from inside when I'm... Um, I don't like somebody and in my head... I'm like, oh, please, shut up, Olya. Shut the fuck up. Stop it. Because it puts me in a lower vibration. I don't want to be, you know. Um, so a big, big work uh, happening. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's possible. Another point I want to point out that um, I find that uh, a lot of people are so asleep. That, for example, uh, some people still consider Bill Gates a, a, a cool guy. Because their point of attention uh, is absolutely on different things. They don't even know what the guy does, and they actually don't know anything. Mm, to what your eyes open up maybe later in life. But I know people who are much older than me, and they still don't know that Bill Gates is an absolute uh, danger to all their humanity. It's a murderer. It's a puppet for the, you know, for the cabal, for the cult, for the elite. Okay. But still he is. Uh, and uh, 
Okay, that's. I think it's very eye-opening also to hear this chapter. So we are gonna stop hoping, living in this you know la la land, that um, anyone who comes to the point of ruling anywhere, whether it's a prime minister or president or deputy or whatever, that they have anything in your interest. It cannot exist. Power corrupts in our world. And as a matter of fact, even if you come uh, with some true um, desires for all the humanity, you're not going to be able to uh, propel yourself far enough. Either you're going to be eliminated and they're going to put another puppet who wants to do anything what it takes so there is uh, some zeros on his account. And uh, so everything, there is no good government nowhere in the world and as a matter of fact uh, now we might hear this chapter and be like yes but it's okay you know they're just playing a role we agree to that do we have to fight them now do we have like not to agree that they're trying to do to our world is to basically um you know uh, a new world's order thought police you know we don't like what you say, uh, all your accounts closed, you're destroyed as a person, etc., etc. Well, uh, in in our future episodes, I'm going to disclose you a lot of um, cosmic information from Pleiadians that they, um, other Pleiadians, not Delta Vash, that they reveal. And as we know, the planet, uh, the power that they already gained on several other planets, by the way including Venus. And we know now that planet Earth is such an important planet in the Nexus that when you alter this reality, it alters all the, the universe. So if you alter Earth into completely negative reality, we all fucked, probably for, you know, God knows how millions of years. <laughs> I don't want it. Do you? I don't think so. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and actually, uh, my last note is, yeah, again, it's not to myself to stop judging, stop judging, stop judging, stop judging, which is not easy to do, but uh, again, it's the only way. Um, but nevertheless, I do not consent. I do not consent on anybody telling me what to do, how to live. I do not consent anybody uh, treating other people badly. I do not consent for uh, anything that's go going on in the world right now. I do not consent. And I choose to be a vibration, to be a, an electron that brings positivity in this world and fights for that in my own way. That's what I decide. <laughs> Well, in the next episode, we will continue. The next chapter calls Angels and Demons. I have so much information that I'm so looking forward to disclose to you. My goodness, it's exciting. And for now, my dear listeners, my dear earthlings, I am sending you lots of love and light. And uh, I will chat with you very, very soon. Thank you for listening. It was Cosmic Awakening, and I'm your host, Olya Mare.